Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen, Pat McLean. Thanks for joining us. Right as time of year kids back in school back in college all those other kind of things yes for most of the country yes uh, and you have two in one in high school and one in what middle school is that what they call it or uh yeah <clears throat> uh sixth grade she goes to a charter school so it's um it's not really a, it's it's first grade actually kindergarten through 12 k through 12 charter school really small classrooms i assume a huge waiting list they just bought another building it's interesting, uh, we're going to get back to but it's interesting how parents are so much more involved now because there is, the way it's structured in California, like if a charter school opens, it can't have any economic damage to any other existing school, which by its very nature is going to. But there were so many parents that showed up for the school board meeting that I think the, the people on the board looking like, well, if we vote no, uh, we're going to be booted out come election time. And anyway, but, um, and she likes yes, the but they're back in school. Yeah, she loves the school. Oh, Evan loves the school charter school it's like it's classical education they read the books on the classics and oh so, anyway i'd like to go sure you would I, we don't want to talk about that because this is a financial program we're gonna talk about the market <laughs> i was just bringing it up that the like most of us were back in whatever mode we were in well, before any, but i was interested in how your kids were doing I my, appreciate kids are, that. <laughs> my kids are long gone it's, it's funny pat and i've been working together for 30 plus years we do the show together we work together my wife will say ask some question about your personal life i'm like i have no idea she's like don't you guys work together yeah but I said the only time we really talk about personal stuff is on the radio show, which is sorry. Strange. Sorry, you have to listen to that. All right, let's. Uh, you know what? We're going to start right off with calls today. Eight three three ninety nine worth is to join the number, and uh, we are in Alaska talking with Anna. Anna, you're with All Worth Money Matters. Well, hello. Good morning, gentlemen. Hi, Anna. Anna, may I ask a question? Well, I I will. What part of Alaska do you live in? Well, actually, I thought your question will be like anyone from lower 48. Do you live in an igloo? No, I don't. <laughs> That's what, what part do you live in? Anchorage, Alaska. Oh, you do. And uh, for the rest of the listeners, I have been to Alaska three times. For Last time I went there, I was there for 10 days. I was there once before for 10 days. It is absolutely one of the most beautiful places uh, I have ever been. It is rough and rugged. And if you get too far off the highway, you become part of the food chain. So um, that's right. Yes. But Anchorage is a beautiful town. But when, you didn't call about that. <laughs> what can we do to help you? Well, j- j- just to let you know, and all the listeners, if you want to visit Alaska, May and June are the months you want to come. And I lived there for the last 26 years, but originally I am from Europe. Oh, you are? My question is, mm-hmm. so my question is, um, I'm 52, I work for local government, and obviously uh, I am eligible to fully retire at the age of 60. Um, however, I could potentially retire at the age of 55, that would be an early retirement, but then, of course, I'm a subject to penalty. Beginning of 55, if I were to start drawing, yep. the penalty is 33%, which is pretty steep. Yes, correct. So, and most, by the way, most pension plans work exactly like this, which is the years and age weighted, and even one year could mean a significant yes, difference huge. in uh, the amount that you'd receive either in a lump sum or a monthly pension. Absolutely. for each year that I get closer to the full retirement. Plus, plus your wage is probably going to increase. So the the wage base, which is factored upon, uh, continues to grow. Of course. Of course. So my question is, um, you know, I am thinking, what if, right? If I were to quit at the age of 55, but not start drawing until um, later, and, and, of course, I have my um, 457, and then I receive a little money because my husband passed away suddenly, so I receive a little pension from that. Uh, but my 457 was not until a long time ago um, 
allocated in very aggressive way. Well, as a result, I have also lost. So my question for you primarily, knowing that I may potentially have seven years until full retirement or three or four more, should I be allocating the funds in the more conservative let, let me, or keep let me, the aggressive? Let me ask you, why would you want to retire at 55? Well, because I want to travel and I want to enjoy the world. And uh, I have worked since I was 19. And, uh, you know, um, life is and short. If you retire, do you think, so it's, your husband passed away. Sorry about that. Do you have, uh, you have kids? No. Okay, and so. how much money is in your 457? So right now after uh, my loss, it's probably around a little over 600000 And is your home paid for? Do you own a home? Yes. And it's paid for, it's completely paid for? Correct. Okay. And how much money do you make? I'm sorry? How much money do you earn? Uh, uh, per year, around yes. 70000 70000 And how much would your pension be if you retired at 55? Um, around... 4300 And if you huh. waited till if you waited till 60? No, I'm sorry. If I waited until 60, it will be 4300. It would significantly got down. So it would be a, uh, a third of that. On, yeah, depending on that 7 uh, 7%. This is the thing I, this is the di- one thing I don't like about pensions, right? Because the it the econ- if you when you if you factor in how much you would you you earn in total years 55 year 60, 56, year 57, et cetera. It's pretty, it's pretty significant because the impact on your, on your pension. And what, if you calculated what's called the net present value of that stream of income based on normal life expectancy. So if you retired at 55, your uh, pension would be approximately $2,900 a month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, uh, how much are you saving in your 457? Um, how much am I saving? Yeah. On an annual basis, how much are you throwing in there? Oh, um, right now, that would not be as significant. I had much higher paid jobs earlier. Um, so back in the days, it would be around fifteen, seventeen thousand. 17,000. Right now, mm, probably five, 6,000. Okay. Okay. And so your question for us is what? Um, the allocation wise. And how is it now allocated we, today? Um, well, it would be probably right now we have changed that. So right now I would probably have it. 70% conservative, more, a more conservative way, but after I already got the loss. So I'm, I'm going back and forth. Oh, should I go oh. back to the same allocation? Yeah, you I should go had? back to the same allocation. You should, okay. be, you should be exactly the opposite. Yeah, that's what I would think. Um, and so you've got a couple things going. One is that your Social Security could kick in at 60 on um, – a spousal benefit, mm-hmm. which is which is massive, which allows yours to continue to run forward. Um, so you, you need, and you're not going to. There's a very very high probability that you're not going to spend a lot of that money in that 457 plan for a lot of yeah. years, uh, just based yeah, on your I'm pension. I'm a very conservative spender. That, very conservative. How much spender. money do you have in the bank? Right now, uh, probably around two hundred fifty thousand. Two hundred fifty thousand in the bank. So I want you to increase your 457 to the maximum. And if you have to spend some of that money that you've got in the bank to live on, what you want to do is set that up to come to you on a monthly basis. So if you were my sister, I would say, Anna, um, what I want you to do is put more money in that 457. Do you have a 401k? It might make sense to do the Roth on it. Because just okay. wait, here she is tax wise, or or split the difference, or split that some probably some pre tax and some probably Roth. And, yeah. and do you have a four hundred one k as well? No, we okay. we both worked for the government, and you know we have opted out from four hundred one towards four fifty seven. Yeah, some some some, some some municipalities and some have, states have both. Yeah. Have both. So yeah. I, I agree with Scott. I would put that to the maximum, and you're like, well. We can't, I can't afford to live on that. I would have the difference come to me from that $250,000 and I would set it up so it automatically transfers into that spending account so you can spend it. So you've got way too much money in cash. 
um, way, way, way too much money in cash. Well, and it, it's, it makes it to, like that 457, you, you have 250000 in cash and you have 600000 in your retirement account. That retirement account should probably be 70%, 80% in stocks. E- easy. Okay. Easy. Because even if you retired in three years from now, you're not going to spend it all day one. No, yeah. I wasn't planning on uh, taking anything out of it until I'm at least 65. Well, I I would kind of disagree with that. Uh, I would like to see you actually tap it a little bit early. And based on what you told us so far. And your government pension probably has guaranteed cost of living adjustment, my guess. Social Security does. You could retire at at 55. uh, Well, only only if I will stay in Alaska. Okay. I'm actually thinking about going back to Europe. Uh, because that's more beneficial for me um, when it comes to health benefits. Uh, living abroad, I would not have to apply for Medicare. Well, I would be on that primary health insurance for the state. And, and so, when you say Europe, I mean, Europe's a big country. If you're going to move to a part of Portugal, you could live cheaply yes. but if you're going to move to zurich uh you're, <laughs> yeah. you're out of luck or monaco right zurich, yeah. monaco yeah, yeah right from poland. originally so, from poland okay okay yeah you're yeah. you're you don't yeah. have you won't have medical with your um, government pension i will and that primary medical works abroad you know it's just a matter of completing the forms or reimbursement da 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 here's but and, then, and it this you it would really be helpful for you to do some what if scenarios with some good financial mm-hmm. planning software with a good financial planner where you can say okay let's pretend i retire 55 i never work another day again how how what's the probability of me being able to maintain my lifestyle the rest of the year now then you could throw in okay what if I have these medical issues and it's going to cost me these extra dollars in medicine? What's I that? sell my house in Alaska and I buy a house in Poland. What's the difference? But without any of that, we want you to increase your 457 to the maximum. And my guess is half uh, deductible, half Roth. Um, okay. Without going through a big financial plan, you know, that's you know my thumbnail sketch of it. But you're, you're fine. I mean, 55. You're a good saver. You're incredible. House paid off, money in the bank, money in your retirement account. Worked for the government for a lot of years. And you might choose to retire 55. You might say, like, as you said, life's short. I mean, if you love what you're doing, then maybe not. But if you're like. Sure. Yeah, but, but if most Monday mornings are painful. You're 457. It's good to have options. Oh, my gosh. Right? That's what money, money allows lots of options. For your 457 needs to go 70% equities and 30% bonds and cash. At a minimum. At a minimum, it, with, especially yeah, with the pension you've got, 000. the house paid off, the money in the bank. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, y- well, yes. I got a bet financial advisor there. <laughs> you, okay. you have what, a financial advisor to- now? Well, you know, you do. Working for the government, this, this is managed by a company, right? And, and, uh, they won't give you so, advice, though, on how to allocate your 401k. Well, so, so every year... Because I used to work for the municipality in our state. So every year you have this three-month free program that they can manage the money for you. But, but you know, they don't do anything, right? They just allocate they the portfolio. Can... Yeah. I mean, well, it, but, anyways, but you're, you, you know, everything, everything, nothing exists in a vacuum. Nothing yeah. exists in a vacuum. So our, you called us our allocation, right? We asked a bunch of questions and had a conversation about you before we actually came to a conclusion. Not thinking, oh, it, feds are raising rates, interest rates are high, yeah. it looks like recession. Yeah, yeah. So you, you, that's all noise. you probably didn't get financial advice. You probably got a portfolio allocation. Correct. And that's a big Correct. difference. There's a Correct. big difference there. So you're doing great, by the way. You just. Yeah. Yeah. And when you move to Poland, we're going to actually miss you here in the United States. Oh, <laughs> we really will. Yeah. I mean, that is. I, I've heard that one of you may be looking for a sister or if you would to be my sister. I've heard that statement. I could potentially look for a stepbrother. Um, <laughs> well, Poland is one place I've never been to, and it would be you certainly like to go. I'm sure there's I many beautiful spots of, of Poland. Well. Anyway, appreciate the call. Thank you, Anna. Uh, let's I con- do love Alaska, though. I got to tell you, I mean, just I couldn't live there, though. I mean, my wife and I went like uh, about 30 years ago. We were newlyweds. 
and we went up there. And I remember we 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 rented a car and drove from Anchorage to the Kenai Peninsula. Anyone have ever been there? You've probably done the same thing. And I we I was looking at our flight. And I said, "Oh, I said I looked at the map. I said, let's just we'll find some nice little spot on the coast to <laughs> <No>. have dinner." <laughs> <laughs> Little did I know there was no civilization whatsoever for hundreds of miles. Yeah. Uh, and we were hungry by the time we got there. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. yeah there was like, there was oh, no, the Kenai is beautiful. I, I, I just wasn't thinking it was that desolate. Oh. Was that close to ink. I thought, show, there'll be a little bed and breakfasts, little inns here, a nice little <laughs> oh, restaurant. Yeah. Overlooking the water. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, not so much. But uh, I have not gone back and I probably. We went last summer. Uh, the no, wife and four I kids. Go, no. I don't want to go no. Anyway, uh, that's enough. Uh, no, that's, this is uh, not a travel show. Eight, <laughs> no. 833 worth is our number. We are in Seattle talking to JR. JR, you are with All Worth Money Matters. Well, I've been to Glacier Bay, Alaska, and Krakow, Poland, which was <laughs> oh, a lovely oh. old town. But I do get it. It's not a travel show. I just highly <laughs> recommend those places. Well, good for you. <laughs> and... If any of your listeners, uh, Scott and Pat, want a mediocre trophy spouse, I'm available. (laughs) Mediocre. My wife might have an issue with that, but I appreciate that. Well, you know what? When we start talking about your finances, just stay away from the guy that's looking for a nurse and a purse. Well, that's it. I want someone who won't be around. (laughs) (laughs) Someone who's got a relatively short life expectancy. I'll talk artificial intelligence, you know. That's why I say mediocre. Okay. All right, Jane. What can we do for you? Well, I I, uh, am the big 6'1 today, as a matter of fact. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I'm not one of these people comfortable investing in the stock market. So I took my stock and I put it into real estate. Okay. I live in the Pacific Northwest, so it tends to retain its value pretty well. Okay. Um, so I have, um, I have a lake house that's paid off. I have a rental house that's paid off. Awesome. I have another rental house that still has about a quarter million mortgage on it that needs to be updated a little bit before it can be rented again, but I'm looking at that now. And then I have a um, mortgage on the primary house that I live in. Is the, I also is the primary a, the lake house? No, the primary is about 20 minutes from the lake house. It's, um, it's lovely. It's, uh, um, I just bought and moved into it last October. Okay. And, um, and then I also have a, a strip of land, three quarters of an acre that's to the side of the lake house to keep it, uh, private. Okay. And the lake house, is so, that a vacation rental or is that a full-time rental? It is. it is. I, I bought it with cash. Um, it is just, uh, I go there in the afternoon. <laughs> okay, but it, but it's not it's not an investment. You consume this. It's not generating any money. Okay, yeah. okay. Alrighty. <laughs> What's the lake house and the lot, those combined, what is that worth, you think? Um, so the lake house uh, right now is one65 and uh, was the primary the other one you were asking about? No, no, the, the What's lot. What's the lot worth? The lot worth. Oh, the lot. I just bought it uh, for two thirty-five. Okay. So what's your question for us? So to manage um, these properties, do I, do I start like an S-Core or LLC? Is that kind of the way to go for tax purposes? It doesn't matter. Um, I've never, I've never run rental property yeah. before. It, 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 it really doesn't matter. Um, it's not going to change anything for tax purposes. It's not going to change anything for and tax purposes. Washington might have, if you set up an LLC, they might have an annual uh, tax that you got to pay regardless of what's happening inside yeah, it. But. Yeah, so um, it, it, <clears throat> excuse me, for taxes, it makes no difference. Um, from a liability standpoint, from, for li- a but it's, you can you can insure your way around that. Yeah. So it actually. So what you want to do is have a big umbrella liability policy, like five million or ten million. In fact, I was this weekend. I was actually um, spent some time uh, with a, a judge who was a 
he obviously was an attorney before, well, maybe not obvious, but he was an attorney before he was a judge. And we got on the interesting subject of liability. Um, and he said, oh, Pat, look, first thing you do before you sue anyone is you do an asset search and you go deep. And he said, because everyone thinks the liability policy is the only thing that matters. He said, it is not. He said, because you can pierce, go above a liability policy on, and then you actually go after real assets for that person. Um, so in your situation, I would have a $5 million or a $10 million liability policy on this. On yourself, on, umbrella on, yourself an umbrella to make sure that the, and that the rentals are covered. Gotcha. I like that. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I personally carry a $10 million life, which is a terrible thing to say on the radio. If someone's going <laughs> to run in front of my car this afternoon, <laughs> slip and fall at my house. Uh, <laughs> the Amazon guy. <laughs> um, you, you want that, but for, for tax purposes, the LLC of the S Corp. Um, it's not going to make any difference. It doesn't make any difference. So there's nothing I can write off really well as part of managing the property. Well, it all flows through to your – you write that off anyway, but it all flows through okay. to your individual tax return. Um, yeah. It just – it doesn't need a corporation or anything behind it. Yeah, it doesn't mean you shouldn't have one. Well, I don't know. I. But it, I, how many rentals do you have? Two? Two. I don't know. I'd bother. I, I have a residential rental that's not in a um, – it's just in my family trust. It's not in an. I didn't. You just a didn't bother. Entity. Yeah. It's like why? What? What's the point? Yeah, I didn't. I, well, no point. I have a. I have um, a friend who I was thinking about appointing as a property manager, who's a former MMA fighter, and people look at him and <laughs> they're either attracted or scared of him immediately. I don't know if that's a quality. I don't know if that's a qualifier for a property he manager. Looked, he looks like one of the Seahawks, and his wife, who's my real estate agent, looks like a Kardashian. Okay. So when I go out with them, they ignore me. People ignore me and pay attention to them um, every time. So I, what I was going to do— You're killing me, JR. You need to get your I own podcast. I don't deal with problems, and I like, I like you know, to push someone that people won't mess with. Well, JR, you know? are you still working then? Yes. Oh. Yes, I work for a tech startup. Okay, and and by the way, JR, you said that you don't do stock, um, but I'm just not experienced in the okay. stock market. But, but, I have a four hundred one k, kind of a basic nest egg, and the um, company that's managing it, you know, it went from a um, it's already fifty percent of what it was a year ago. If that's so fifty, I'm, there's something 50%? going on there. There, 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 yeah. No, no, there's something. There's yeah, there's something wrong there. Fifty um, percent. Yeah, that's the markets aren't down. 50%. Yeah, there's something wrong there. Uh, but, but so, but my point being is, look, every asset class lives in you know its own little time frame. So people say, "What do you think about real estate?" I'm like, "What real estate?" Or "What do you think about stocks?" I'm like, "What stocks or bonds?" Yeah. You know, there's and what's the objective and how long you plan on holding it? Inherently, and so I own all of those. Like even real estate, if someone says they're going to buy a house, they're going to sell it in two years, I'd be like, mm. yeah. yeah, but but you should spend a little bit more time on your 401k, and you should be putting the maximum in. Um, to the 401k and you should have it allocated correctly because it should not be down 50%. That is crazy. Uh, that I, I agree with your advice a hundred percent. I just have to find a better manager for All it. All right. Well, there's plenty around. Yeah. Thank okay. You. Thanks for calling. Uh, right. Thank you. That was helpful. Thank yeah. You. And Bye. enjoy, 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 enjoy what? Just enjoy life, I guess. Because I don't. We need to tell Jr. to enjoy life. No, it sounds like Jr. enjoys life. <laughs> and her sixty-first birthday. Look, what was she saying? She's looking for a um, part-time husband or something. <laughs> Someone that's going to die soon. That's kind of what I got out of it. <laughs> Someone who's not around very much. <laughs> Someone that travels. <laughs> I'm glad my wife didn't uh, say that to me. It's, it's funny. I was I was talking to a friend of mine. He was complaining that his wife like. Whenever he goes somewhere, he gives her a hard, like, wants to take a guy's trip golfing or whatever, and she doesn't like it. I said, well, you could look, you should be glad that your wife wants you around. Oh. Because I know guys who's like, what are you doing home? Like, when are you going back on the road? Like, why don't you go on a guy's trip? Can you please get out of my life? <laughs> right? 
yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because I know there's a, when I, I like, I, I usually do a ski trip once a year and I'll do it. Oh. And I, like, I know I have to figure the right time to bring it up to my wife, right? You want to, I'm like, like, was tonight the right night to bring this up or do I wait for another opportunity? (laughs) (laughs) My wife likes it when I travel. Your kids are out of the house. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, she's not. I'm like, hey, I got to go on a business trip. I'll be gone for five days. Yeah, my wife's (laughs) like, who's going to help with the carpool? We got volleyball, we got theater. Oh, yeah. I remember those days. Anyway, let's take a quick break. We'll come back, uh, have some more calls when we return. This is All Worth's Money Matters. Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call to join Allworth's Money Matters. Call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen. Pat McLean. Thanks for uh, sticking with us. Yeah. We haven't heard, you know, it's not been in the news a ton lately, is crypto assets. Yes. They're, uh, I still don't get the ones that are pegged to the dollar, though. I just don't understand it. First of all, why would you take the risk if it's pegged to a dollar? Because why wouldn't you just own the dollar? But some of them pay really, really high interest, like unbelievably high they interest. did. They did. Actually, I shouldn't say they pay it. They say they're going to pay it. And there's a difference between saying you're going to pay high interest. Um, But yes, yes, the the crypto thing continues. But uh, in the challenge, I mean, the SEC is trying to figure out how to regulate. I don't know why the SEC was. why Why weren't they more involved early on? Like they wait until things blow up. The market value of crypto went from what? $3 $3 trillion to $1 trillion. That's a pretty big drop. Two, think about it. $2 trillion of wealth has evaporated in the crypto markets in the last few months. Well, how much was actually uh, created in that, that run-up? Yeah, well, that's a good point. Right? I don't know. Some Obviously, a lot of that was as well. But there are plenty of main, main Street people oh. that invested in these cryptos not when it was cheap. Yes. But I, well, I don't want it was expensive. It's uh, backwards. So uh, I, Tether, it's the world's largest stable coin, which just seems like an oxymoron for a cryptocurrency uh, currency to call itself stable coin. Is it, uh, is, it, is, it, is it stable? No, it's not stable. None of them are stable. Um, so... It's they they they're actually talking about actually stopping withdrawals right now, so you know just stay away from this stuff, please, please, please stay away from the bright and shiny objects that are floating around uh, the room. Just stay away from it. you knew <laughs> you know arc. when I you know when I knew the crypto was at um, its peak is when I had an eighty three year old client call me and say should we invest in this? And I'm like, wow. It, You're thinking, you've made it 83, th- 83 years through your life without it. Like, <laughs> Correct. <laughs> How is your life going to be any different if you own any? Like, Yeah, you've got plenty of money. Uh, you saw is this, this going to make life better? It's floating around in the universe. All My this- guess is she's not calling now. for two No, 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 no. And unlike other assets, when things are cheap, there's great buying opportunities. I cannot say the same thing about the, the cryptocurrencies. Crypto. Yeah. But look, blockchain is here to stay. 100%. Right? Just because you create a product based upon a technology doesn't mean that that product in and of itself is awesome. That's right. Just because the technology behind it's awesome. Yes, yes. So, again, as we have always said, stay away from the crypto. Yeah. So, anyway, let's uh, head to the calls here. 833-99-WORTH is the number. We're in Colorado talking with Bob. Bob, you're with All Worth's Money Matters. Thank you. Hi, Bob. Hey, I was just wanting to get your guys' opinion on defined outcome ETFs. On what? Uh, given the volatility in the market and stuff, I've been thinking about those, and but the cost seems a little high. It's called defined outcome what? ETFs. E-T-F. 
yes. where they have a cap on the upside and a, a buffer on the oh, low so side. It's just a collared option. Uh, you could call it whatever you want. Uh, I've never heard it called a defined outcome, but what they're talked about is collared. Um, so you called them defined outcome. I'm actually going to um, bing it right now. And so this, your upside's limited, your downside's limited. Is your downside yeah. limited 100% of the time? Because I've seen some of these structured products work where like, you're, you're, you're guaranteed your principal unless the underlying investments fall 30% or more, and then you're screwed. Yeah, Excuse if, my language. If they, yeah, if they blow through. I've seen that. If they blow through the callers. I'm not a big fan. I tend not to be, to your, to your point, Bob, you said they seem expensive. I tend not to be a big fan of these structured products like this that are designed to um, limit some loss. There's no such thing as a free lunch, right? Correct. Right. So if, if we're willing, if we say, look, I want to have a much lower return because I don't want to take the volatility. Uh, there's so you sell the upside and you buy some the downside, right? Um, I just don't think well, it's a good yeah, long term well, strategy. It's not a long term strategy because the cost of the, the markets go up more than they go down. Yeah, and the cost of the insurance will will, will eventually eat it. Right? That's right. Portfolio over That's time. That's what this is. It's insurance. Think of it like so. Insurance. So, what are you trying to achieve? Tell us what you're trying to achieve. Well, I was trying to achieve. Um, Something that would protect volatility on the downside for me. And I started looking at these and it kind of piqued my interest, but um, they reset every year and they don't provide you the dividend reinvestment if you say track to the S&P. That's right. So... Uh, yeah, so I'm kind of like on the fence going, you know, it seems like a high cost where I m might be able to do something myself through uh, changing my weighting of my portfolio. Well, uh, so that is a, a great way to look at it. So what, what you just said was, I don't like volatility. I can pay an insurance premium. <laughs> Uh, to protect me on my downside, but it limits my upside. That's what that's what it, these these defined outcome. And by the way, they go by a lot of different names, but I just looked it up. There's over 134 of them, uh, wow. and this is as of uh, last year, the end of last year. And they had, um, I'm sure there's more now. Uh, almost 10 billion dollars invested across the 134, which isn't. Very much. Isn't very much in each I bet one. they're all sold by brokers. And uh, a lot of them are actually sold by the same people that actually uh, manufacture yes. uh, annuities um, that have uh, very similar <laughs> internal structures in them. I like these better than I like uh, in equity index annuities. That, 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 that I would agree with that. So what what you, you want to do is what is your allocation right now, your stock to bond allocation right now in your portfolio? So my, I'm about 30% equities, 40% bond, and 30% just money market cash. cash. Stuff. How old are you? I'm 62. How much money is in here? A million four. And what percentage is that of your net worth is it? Probably 50%. And are you retired? Maybe a little more. Yes. Have, let me ask you, during the, during the, at the very beginning of the pandemic, and there was a downturn in the market, how did you respond in your portfolio? Um, I didn't do much because I felt like I had the right weighting. And what was the weighting then? Was it similar as to what it is today? Uh, it was a little more equity, a little less bond. Okay. And were you working at the time or you retired then? Retired then. Um, and, and so what changed between now and back then and now that's causing you to want to put this insurance or even adjust the allocation in the portfolio? What changed? Have you developed an illness? Is there something that took place in your life externally 
that has caused you to, 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 to react to the portfolio differently than you did then? No, uh, to be honest, it's just when you look at what's going on in the, the world as well as the country, um, when, when is that next big event going to happen? Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, the way, the way we like to approach it is saying, look, when will that next big event happen? We don't know. Will it happen again? It might, right? So maybe we'll have another time when the markets will fall 50% like they have twice in the last two decades. That's possible, right? So mm-hmm. instead of saying, let's, get, let's use some products that are going to limit our upside and while limit our downside, it's let's only allocate those dollars to that, those growth areas where we've got a long enough time horizon where we can let the market cycles do what the market cycles do. Because all these declines have always been temporary. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is 33, whatever. It's 30-some-odd thousand, right? Mm-hmm. Are you taking income from it's, this portfolio? Uh, not at the moment. Okay, so, you know, I'm going to... Uh, sure, if you want to buy the defined um, outcome fund, it's a waste of your money, right? Just buy it if you want. Uh, if it makes you feel better, sleeps better at night... You'd be hard-pressed to get actually a more conservative portfolio than this with less volatility. If you use what's called modern portfolio theory and look at the the curve on the chart, the only way you could get a portfolio less aggressive than this would be to go to all cash, like CDs, and or 20% equity and the rest bonds. And that ignores inflation risk entirely. It ignores inflation risk entirely. So right now you have at least some inflation risk in your portfolio, which is the hidden killer, right? How many houses in the U.S. are destroyed by termites versus tornadoes? Huh? <laughs> right. I don't know. Right? I have no idea. I don't know the answer either, but <laughs> it's a, a great question. example. <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually seen a house collapse because of termites. I don't know, but I just made, I see them tented. I just made that analogy okay. up. <laughs> My guess is more houses in the U.S. actually are destroyed by termites than tornadoes. But your portfolio right now is uh, like if you came into my office and said, I have I want more risk out of this portfolio. I would say, okay, let's move it to 10-year treasuries or one-year treasuries or or bank CDs or treasury uh, inflation-protected securities. But but then you're – even then you're exposing yourself to inflation. So you shouldn't be doing a thing. You should quit worrying about it. You should make sure the allocation stays – in fact, I would make the argument, Bob, that you don't have enough inequities. I would agree. You know – I would make the argument that your equity position should be 40%, not 30%, and that you just live with that volatility. And the reason I know you can live with the volatility is because you did it before. You were retired at the beginning of the pandemic. You held your portfolio firm during a really sudden downturn in the market and then an increase in the market when the whole world was coming apart, when people were wearing masks, when they told you not to go out well, in the street. Add, do you have a... How are you living now? Do you have a pension that covers all of your expenses? Um, for the most part, yes. Okay. And you have not collected Social Security yet? No. So if you never touch these dollars, you can essentially do whatever you want. Yeah, uh, but that's not in my plan. I'm going to have to start dipping into that here in the next couple of years. Okay. Well then dip into it, but you've got, you, you, you're, you're 62. You got years and years of, in front of you. I, I, leave it alone. I don't like those structured products. I wouldn't, like I wouldn't buy expensive. one. I wouldn't buy one. I, I would never recommend them to our clients. I would live through the volatility before I bought uh, a defined yes. outcome. Yeah. Right. And it's cheaper to change your emotion than it is to change the premium insurance on the, <laughs> right. on the. So, I mean, really the biggest issue, Bob, is to, is for you to figure out a, a plan forward, not for the financial markets, but for Bob and for your comfort level to be able to, to withstand some of those things because. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like my, 
waiting right now, uh, like I said, I feel pretty comfortable, but you know, there's always that what if. Uh, well, I know, but you're 62 years of age. How many what ifs have we gone through in your lifetime while you have amassed this money over time? You didn't am- you amassed this money over, I assume, saving years and years, or did you inherit it? No, oh, no, no. I started okay. when I was 25. Yeah. Okay, so so let's just do some quick math. I'm going to show off here. You've been saving it for 37 years. How many what-if scenarios have you gone through in 37 years in order to get this money? Right? A lot. A lot. Remember? A couple of them. A lot. A lot. A lot. And you're going to live through They're a bunch more. They're always temporary declines. And, and, and in the at, time we ever get to the not temporary declines, it's not going to matter where your money I'm is. I'm guessing this probably has more to do with your political affiliation than it does with the portfolio itself. In what way? It, it's people that have a tendency to lean right. Um, are more worried about their portfolios when Democrats are in office. Democrats are, are more worried about their portfolios when Republicans right. are in office. I'm just telling you, it's the fact, right? Because your team's not. Well, I, I am. I'm by nature conservative. Okay. But my guess is that in many of these situations, and we had a psychologist, uh, a behavioral uh, psychologist finance doctorate on a couple ago, of weeks yeah. ago that talked about this. When your team's in charge, you feel better about the markets and the world than when the other team's in charge. And historically, statistically. The pat. We've got war going on with uh, Ukraine. Okay. We've got China like, yes. doing the military exercise okay. in Taiwan. They might invade Taiwan, and we've got to make a decision. Uh, under, and under, under, and, it, and yeah. Russia's angry with us, and but, we're going to get dragged into the Third World, world but, War III. But, and, but I'm just for, and this isn't just directed to yeah, you. Yeah, we got inflation. Bob, I'm, this is not just directed to you. It's directed to all our listeners. Just because the other side is in charge doesn't mean that your portfolio historically has performed either better or worse, be it Democrat or Republican. That's just the numbers. Uh, that's not Actually, an opinion. slightly better under Democratic presidents. It's not, it's not statistically okay, significant. <laughs> anyway, just, appreciate the call. Yeah, thanks. And let's go now to North Carolina. Talking with Elaine. Hi, Elaine. You're welcome. Welcome to All Worth's Money Matters. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Thanks, I'd Elaine. like to get your thoughts on providing income in the first years of retirement if we delay taking my husband's pension and or Social Security. Okay. I like the question so far. Tell us about your situation. Uh, my husband is 60. I'm 61. He plans to work until 67. Uh, it'd be nice to wait a little bit to either take the pension and Social Security or maybe just one or the other. His pension at age 67 will be worth about 60000 um, and it also increases as does Social Security. So, um, so he's 60 now. Yes. Can I ask a question that has nothing to do with what you called about? Um, if <laughs> Well... If he were to pass away today, let's say he got hit by a bus, what happens to that pension? I would still get something. I can't remember exactly what the Would you get 45% of what the amount would be? No, I would get more than that. Oh, you would. And by the way, okay. Scott, yeah. you'd be more likely to be hit by an Amazon van in your own parking, in your own driveway <laughs> than you would ever yeah. a bus. Um so you are we talking about making a decision now that's going to affect us in Does he have to make this decision? seven years? What? what are, no, we no, we don't have to make the decision now. But I didn't know if it made a difference in terms of how we invest or where we put money oh, between now. Got and, it. Yes. I mean, it would uh, certainly give you an op. It would give you a window of time with little income to do Roth conversions. So but, depending on the situation. Okay. I we could I could see giving someone advice saying, "Hey, delay your pension for two years, delay Social Security. We're going to use these two calendar years to move as much money from these uh, large re- retirement accounts to Roth." That's if somebody uh, is in a relatively high income and has probably a couple million bucks and or more in so retirement accounts. He works now, correct? Yeah, that's not us. <laughs> okay, he works. He works now, correct? He's yes, he's currently working. And how much does he make on an annual basis? Uh, about 130. Okay. And how much longer does he plan on working for? 
until uh, 67, probably, okay, probably and, 65. Okay. And then do you work? Um, I do not. Okay. I was going to say outside of the home. And so this pension that you're talking about, is it from his current employer or previous employer? Yes. It's from his current. current employer. So they allow him to collect this pension while he's working? No, 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 no. no. no, no. The question is seven years from now, should they defer right. the how pension do you, for How year? do you plan oh. and count on some income like once you retire? Okay, okay. You don't want what to would be Social the better? Be- or a pension yet. Okay, so, and, and by the way, how much would this pension be in seven years? 60 grand. A year. Yes. 16, okay. 16. So, so what this, why would, my question would be, why would you want to defer this? It seems to make a good financial sense in terms of kind of long-term. It's actually, it's a, it's, it's based upon, it's all based. It, it'll be based upon uh, life expectancies. So the, it, it would make sense. It's all the same number to the pension actuary. It only makes sense if he has above normal life expectancy then it is in your favor. If he has a below normal life expectancy, then it blows against you. So where it may drive some decision-making is on how you invest the rest of your money. So you could make an argument that this is a fixed income portion of the portfolio and therefore, and therefore he should invest, you should invest more monies in equities or stocks. Growth investments. Investments because this will act like a bond in retirement. How much money right. do you have saved in your 401ks or 403bs or those things? Uh, he has a 403b that's 350,000. Uh, we have about 380 in Roth and we have about another 90 in a brokerage account. Oh, good for you. Okay. And how's the 403b and 3 uh, the 403b so- and the Roth invested? The uh, 403B is about 6535, mm-hmm. um, just with three main stocks. We don't have very many options. Um, so it's kind of total. Three stocks or three funds? And then a, three funds. Okay. okay, three funds. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Um, you know, large cap, mid cap, and a total bond. Okay. And then the Roth? Prices. The Roths are a little more um, aggressive, eighty-five, fifteen. Oh Great. my gosh, you are you are you are on top of this. That's why she's calling you because she's don't a planner. She is. You're really good at this. <laughs> I don't know if your husband appreciates this, um, but you should actually uh, take. He does. <laughs> a good, you should play this for him with us. Complimenting so I mean, here's him. how I look. If you let's so we seven years out's a long time. Let's assume he was retiring today. Yeah. And your options were the same thing. Do we take the pension? Like what I'd say is live off that some of those dollars in your brokerage account. Okay. And and use that as an opportunity to convert some of that four hundred three B to a Roth at essentially zero percent zero or ten percent tax. That's right. That's right. Okay. And and maybe start Social Security then, and maybe maybe not. Um, but you've got yourself an opportunity in seven years, assuming the tax laws are the same. Um, right. And I got to tell you, I think based upon what you just said, um, I suspect that you've uh, weathered the ups and downs in the markets over the last 20 years without a lot of angst. Or, or, have you? Is that a fair statement? Yeah, pretty much. I think you should increase your equity exposure in your 403B. Hmm. Okay. And the reason is, think For about what? this. You, you, you're, you're not going to spend... Uh, you know, between the $60,000 in pension and Social Security for the both of you in retirement, you're going to have plenty to live in on. I doubt you're going to really touch the 403B right. or the Roth for any extended period of time. I would agree. And it appears to me, at least from our short conversation, that you are comfortable investing. You knew what the allocations were. The Roth that you have more control over, you've got it more higher in equity because she knows that it's the last dollar she's going to spend. And, and that over time, it's going to the higher the equity exposure, the better. Um, I think you should increase your equity exposure to 80, 85% in the 403B and, oh, okay. and then not worry about anything until you go to retire. And the day you retire, then decide whether you should um, take Defer the pension. pension. And it, part of it will be driven by all tax law uh, and his health. Hmm. That's okay. Correct. That is correct. 
and his health. So don't try to plan ahead and no. cash and buckets. Well, wait. Like you've well, already got you've got plenty of cash. Uh, I, okay. I mean, how much money do you have in the bank? Uh, CDs, I bonds, and cash. We've got close to a hundred. <laughs> and is your home paid for? No, but we owe a hundred on a four hundred thousand dollar. Okay, we'll just pay this home off between now and retirement age, and spend everything else. Continue to save to the <laughs> okay. maximum. I mean it. Continue to save to yeah. the maximum of the four hundred three b. Make sure the home office between is just, the pension and Social Security is going to be making up his take home pay now. Yeah, and then your home, we, your your standard living. So if you were my well, you're 61. If you were my, you could be my wife at this age. Um, <laughs> That'd be a little awkward. I have two husbands. I know. She's got the North Carolina family <laughs> and, the California. and the California family. Ah, at least I've got that sixty thousand dollar pension to look at. My my my, my brother. My what do they call him? My husband brother. My husband brother. Um, so uh, yeah, I would just amortize that uh, mortgage over the next seven years, so it's paid off the day you retire maximize the 403B. Can- and the reason, I, 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 and I would agree with Pat, it's just one less bill you have to, to deal with. Yeah, and then I'd spend everything else that came through the house. Yeah, I mean, in, in other words, <laughs> okay. not worry about saving. Not worry about saving. You've, you've, got a, you've done a great job saving yeah. and you've got a great pension and Social Security. It's, you're, yeah. yeah. Between Social Security and your pension, you're, that's going to replace this take-home pay now and the rest is just gravy. Yeah, so I think you're doing okay. a great job. Yeah. All right, great. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, we are out of time. As, but as this guy always, too quick. if you are listening to this on podcast, will you please do us a favor and rate it? Yeah. Go um, give us a review and wherever you're listening to it. It takes just a couple moments and yeah. we appreciate it. And then we would, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to go mass market here. We're yeah. trying to build a big, huge. Yeah, I don't think so. But anyway, <laughs> okay. enjoy the rest of your week. And this has been All Worth Money Matters. This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.